Welcome to the Dads Off-Duty Podcast. This is Jason. I'm back again. This time on our guest host tour, I'm here with a mom. That's right. The dad's not the only one off-duty today. So that begs the question, who's watching the kids? I have my beautiful, illustrious wife, Julie, here. So, Julie, say hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We may be breaking some rules. I may be opening myself up to litigation by having a woman on, but that's okay. We're going to make this work. How are you today, Julie? I'm nervous, but excited to be here. <laughs> I don't want to mess everything up for you guys, but <laughs> thanks for having me. You will not mess anything up. So we had JV on last week, and we got a lot of positive feedback. So thank you for that. And I know that we are going to get more positive feedback with the beautiful Julie here. Why don't you start off? Oh, wait a minute. Actually, we've got to start off every episode with a dad joke. So do you have a dad joke or maybe a mom joke, Julie? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, let me think. Have you already told the dinosaur one that our kids love to do? Go ahead and tell it. I don't think so. Okay. What do you call a sleepy dinosaur? Oh, I know this, but I'm going to pretend. I have no idea what. A dino snore. <laughs> and then if you're saying it like our four-year-old says it, you have to say waka waka afterwards. Yeah, she loves Muppet babies. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So we are off and running now. We've got the dad joke done. But we want to know a little bit more about you, Julie. So tell us who you are and why we care about you. Okay, well, I'm uh, Julie Katie. Jason's beautiful, wonderful wife, right? <laughs> I'm lucky to be able to say that. Currently, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but before all that, I was an elementary school teacher and a literacy consultant, which is somebody who helps kids with reading and writing. And I also would help the teachers with like different initiatives to teach reading in school. And so I was a support for that. And I would train teachers in our school district but then when we had children, I wanted to work part-time, and I decided since my district didn't offer the part-time job I was wanting, that I would step away until our kids were both in school. So I'm in the last stretch of that. So the past few years, I've been at home being a mom. So I guess that's really what my job has been for the past several years. But we've been dating and together a long time, and I'm lucky to say that that I found my person so young. I feel very lucky about that. We've been going on almost 21 years. <laughs> when we first started dating, Bill Clinton was still in office. Y2K was just, you just know, happened, just yeah. passed us. <laughs> we made it through. We yeah. survived. <laughs> we met at the end of our senior year in high school. And wow, that was 21 years ago almost now. Crazy. Back when the days of chat rooms were still a thing and AOL, America Online. You've got mail. That's right. <laughs> they actually would say that. So I don't think I've told this story on the podcast, but how we met was one day I was on America Online, like I said, and I decided to search for girls in my area. This is like very much prematch.com. But I was like, hey, let's look at this, see if there's any girls around, you know, the city I'm living in around my age. And so I did a search for, you know, whatever 
18-year-old, 17-year-old girls around my area. And lo and behold, Julie's name, screen name popped up. Do you know, like, does it pop up like that I was on currently? Do you even remember that, like, fact or not? Or I'm trying to think, because did it just pop up like I was in on America Online, like the chat, right? I'm trying to think way back then. It it was a little chat thing, like the... Well, it wasn't instant messenger as we come to know it like later on this was even before before that that, right wasn't it just like regular aol (laughs) it was the america online like desktop software either i saw your profile and i just kind of waited or like flagged you to say when when she comes on let me know so i can send her a message and hit that asl yeah Age, sex, location for those of you who (laughs) don't know the old-timey lingo. (laughs) That was the chat room lingo back in the day, A slash S slash L. Yeah, and then we got to talking on, you know, through America Online, found out we went to the same high school, and we graduated with how many people, would you say? A couple hundred, like just in our senior class. Yeah, I want to say our senior class was like 800 people, 700 people perhaps. Yeah, huge. And so, you know, we went to the same school for two and a half years and we had no idea each other existed. But, you know, we chatted online for a little bit and eventually I think we... And I looked you up in the yearbook and I was like, he's cute. (laughs) And I showed my mom, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So that goes to show what women are after. Just, are you cute? No, no. But like, honestly, because of AOL and you don't see the person, like you don't have that face-to-face interaction, you don't know what that person looks like physically. So I was attracted to you. Like I liked your humor and the, just your mind, like the things you would talk about and things like that. So I, like I felt comfortable speaking with you and I liked you as a person versus like the looks of you, if that makes sense, because you get to know somebody kind of on a different level when you're just like chatting to somebody whose face you don't know. Because we both went to the same high school, I could look up your picture in the yearbook. So of course I was curious. Yeah, I wasn't a troll. Yeah, but either way, like still. No, you're right. And same thing here. I mean, I want to say we talked for maybe a week or two weeks before we even agreed to meet each other in person at school. And we kind of set up a day yeah, at like, time. Yeah. We were like talking and figuring out like, okay, what hour do you, cause we never had any classes the same ever at all. in in all of our time together at school. So it's like, okay, what hour do you have this class? So we had one hour where we were kind of like across the hall from one another. <laughs> so I knew kind of what you looked like. And I followed you behind. I remember the shirt you were wearing. You were wearing like a Nautica shirt and it had a big N on the back. And I was walking behind you for a little while because I was so afraid, even though we had talked for like a couple of weeks, probably. I was so nervous to like actually tap you on the shoulder and like talk to you face to face. So I don't even know, like, do, had we talked on the phone prior to that? Anyway. I don't think so, because that would have involved you giving me your home phone number because this was before cell phones. I just can't imagine you did that. I don't remember. I don't recall calling you on the phone prior. I think we only chatted through AOL prior to that. You know, I was at my locker and I felt this tap on the back of my shoulder and I was like, okay, turn around. I'm like thinking it's one of my buddies. I'm like, this really pretty blonde girl that I've, you know, <laughs> I, I've seen her in a yearbook picture, but I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually her. Whoa, whoa. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I stammered over my words and um, the rest is history. As they say, we met shortly before prom and all of that was getting ramped up. So we were lucky enough to, I'm skipping a lot of things here, but we started casually dating and then we went to prom together and then yeah, our senior prom, <laughs> senior prom. And 
know, we just so happened that we were both going to the same college. We were already registered at the time. Yeah, to go we to the both same were college. already accepted to college by the time we had met each other. So, I mean, I'm thankful that we had both gone to the same college because I think it helped our relationship grow closer. Not that we wouldn't have not been together if we went to different colleges, but you just don't know. Yeah, who's to say? It's just funny how life works out that way, that we're both going to Oakland University. (laughs) That's right. Go Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's in a nutshell. I mean, we could probably deep dive that and go into the whole story. But yeah, it's it's been amazing 21 years. We've been married for 15 years, got two kids now, and living the dream. It's (laughs) been great. All the things I like hoped for and prayed for. When I was in high school, I was like, I just want to meet a nice boy with a nice family. Maybe he can have a dog, which you did back then. But like the silly things, like I was just like, I just want such a nice boy with a nice family. Yeah, I don't know if that was the same thing I was thinking of, but <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I love your midget. I should say that's that's a dog. <laughs> that was my not dog. A, not a little sister you had or something. No, mm-hmm. her dash hound was named Midget, so. So happy to have you here. I think what we want to talk about today is you've got a lot of great tips in your past, you know, six years of being at home and you've done a great job doing some research on some fun things to do with the kids over the years. And you've you know, came up with some really great ideas. And I think you want to share some of those ideas today, right? Yeah. I wanted to share to all your listeners, moms and dads, just different free or super cheap or ways to find those kind of things um, in your area to do with as a family with your kids, like different experiences you can do that might maybe cost nothing, but are lots of fun. Of course, right now we are in the middle of a pandemic, but that doesn't mean necessarily that these don't apply. These can apply currently, I think, some of these. And then even post-pandemic, of course, when things get back up and running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the first things I wanted to share is something that I know they do this across the United States, but Home Depot and also Lowe's both offer monthly kids workshops where like you come as a family and you do like a project with your child. At, you normally in regular pre-pandemic times, you would do the project at Home Depot and every Home Depot kind of runs it differently and sets it up differently. And Jason can talk more about that because he's had a few different experiences. But that was something that I had looked up and thought that would be fun for Jason to do with the girls because it involved tools. And I know I was so excited when my dad taught me like how to use a hammer and to nail things. Like I remember I had to do a project with him in the backyard. We had these little planter boxes and he was teaching me. And I just thought like, that's so empowering for girls because we have two girls, but for anybody to learn how to use some tools, like basic things to, and it's free. It's a totally free once a month thing that you can do with your kids and the products are cute and they're enjoyable for the kids. Yeah. So I want to say our kids, we started both of our girls at about three years old doing these projects. I think younger than three and you're pretty much doing the whole project for them. But, you know, some people bring little siblings in and and they're they're two or whatever, and that's fine. But I think if you want to really get something out of it with your kid, you probably want them to be at least three years old because that way, you know, they've got a little bit more fine motor skills that they can hold a hammer concentrate on hitting a nail, screwing in a screw, that type of thing. Yeah, I think with Audrey, you started her at four. 
But then when she turned five, it's like our girls are two years apart. So it's like, oh, well, do we want to take both girls together then? So we kind of started Natalie a little younger just because we have an older sibling. So like, yeah, I think also you didn't even bring that to my attention until I was four. So it wasn't like we were waiting for her to turn four, but I think that's just when we kind of figured it out. Like Julie said, a lot of the Home Depots run it differently. Our Home Depot luckily has them paint the project after they construct it. So they put out a lot of different paints and brushes and they give you all the wipes you need to clean up because Lord knows there's cleanup after four-year-olds are painting. But, you know, not all of them do that. So sometimes you'll maybe have to take it home and, and paint it yourself or, or just leave it unfinished. But yeah, they give you all the tools there that you you need. So you don't need to bring anything. And it's real cute because they also give each kid the first time they come their own Home Depot apron and then they can write their name on it. And then every month when they do a craft, they also get this pin that they can pin on to their apron that has a little miniature picture of the craft they just did. And now they're starting to put the dates on them too, which I think is really cool. So now you can like look back and some of my buddies have older kids now and I've seen pictures of their completely full apron full of Home Depot pins. And some of those dads have told me how much of a great experience it is. And it was for them as their kid grew up doing it. And I'm already feeling all those feels myself because I get a lot of joy in watching my girls, you know, learn those skills. Like Julie was just saying, I think it's an important skill, whether you're a boy or a girl to learn how to hammer a nail and screw in a screw and just building simple things. So yeah, I'm building I, a completed project. It's like really neat to take all these little blocks and all these, but I definitely feel like for the age of our girls, they definitely need a, an adult there kind of going through the directions, but I'm sure as our kids get older, they'll be even a little more independent with all that, but you'll just be there to kind of support as they go through it. But at December time, they do like two projects. And so what's really neat is now our Christmas tree has some projects on it because in December, at the beginning of the month, they do like an ornament craft that they make. So that's going to be a really neat keepsake for the kids. Like I can imagine when they're older one day, like we give them a box and here's all the ornaments you made and there'll be all those neat memories for them too, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Back on when they have their own tree one day, maybe they'll want to put those ornaments on it. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been doing it for a few years now. It's great. Similarly, if you don't have a Home Depot near you, Lowe's, yeah, Lowe's also does it, right? Yeah, Lowe's offers it. They also do, they have an apron as well, but they also provided like goggles, I think, for the kids. And those ones, those projects are already pre-painted. So there's no painting involved in that. Like, So that's strictly just like hammering and screwing and stuff like that. They don't paint the project after. But a similar offering, really cute. They had it set up where you could do it there. But right now, during the pandemic, you can call and ask um, like your Home Depot or Lowe's and ask if they have the, I think it's called Kids Club Projects, because they will still give it to you for, I think they still give it to you for free, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are two great ideas. I can't help but notice that you seem a little parched. Your throat seems a little bit dry. I am, you know. So if there's <laughs> only a solution we had. Gosh, isn't there like a time? What time would that be? Is it cocktail o'clock? Hit the music. (laughs) 
you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Good. Ladies first, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Julie is here to give us her drink of the hour. Please, Julie, over to you. Tell us. Oh, yes. Tonight, I'm going to be enjoying a glass of wine. I like both reds and white wine. I usually prefer sweeter wines and not super dry wines. But tonight, I'm having a white wine, and it's a Pinot Grigio. This one's Panetti Note is the brand. Not a brand that I've had very often or anything. I don't even know where we maybe purchased this from. It could have been from Target. but <laughs> Or we used to receive like monthly wine boxes back in the past. But this is an Italian Pinot Grigio white. And like, I'm going to take a sip. I like it. It's not like I do like a Moscato because that's a little bit sweeter. But this isn't a little as, bit sweeter. Oh, very sweet. It's the like, sweetest, right? <laughs> yes, it is. It is, but it depends on like what kind of drinking I want to do. Like if I just want to kind of gulp it down, then like. She wants to get drunk. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's most things. I'm like a fast sipper when it comes to like alcoholic beverages, I've noticed. <laughs> like when I go out, I'll just be like already, I just tend to sip it quickly. If it's a good one. She's a fast sipper, but a very slow eater. I am. I am. But this is refreshing. It's light. This would actually be good like on a hot summer day. That's actually also, I'm not a big like beer drinker, but I do like a beer if it's like super hot out. And this would be a wine for like, if you're having a hot summer day, this would be like a refreshing kind of wine to have. But I can have mine late at night too, after the kids are asleep. Mom's off duty. With some animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> she has some frosted animal crackers. You know, that's how moms do. Or a stick of cheese with crackers with Ritz. Well, Only the finest cheese to go with wine here. Wine and cheese. <laughs> Now, here on Dad's Off Duty, we have a name for our segment. We have beer time. We have cocktail o'clock. I mean, you have oh, to. Something with wine? Wine time? No. No. I can't do that. Whine about it? <laughs> Don't whine about <laughs> Don't it? Don't whine about it. Yeah, that's a mom thing to say. <laughs> Don't whine about that. We say that a lot to our children. <laughs> so uh, whine about it. Okay, whine about it. Or don't whine about it. No whine about it. This is the day in life of me. <laughs> Listening to her going back and forth on something so trivial. Well, for sure. That's because I'm a Libra. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I have to say the right thing. So also on this podcast, we rate the drinks that we try. Oh. So not all of them are winners. Yeah. You're half a bottle into this. Not tonight, but you've cracked this open. You've had it. So yeah, I've had, it had some fridge, time. But I haven't like some bottles I'll keep in the fridge for a little while because it'll take forever for me to get through them if I don't, you know, since we're not like entertaining people as much anymore with everything going on. I would say give this a three out of five. It's not like the worst one. It's not the best one. It's somewhere right in the middle. Like I said, a, a hot summer day. It's refreshing. It's kind of like cool, crisp. You know, that's how I would rate it. Some of the best wine I had was when we went into the Endless Pour. When we had that dinner oh, for one of our anniversary, not, not melting, melting pot, it was at Capital Grill, fancy schmancy. It was like the endless pour, and they just like kept pouring a bunch of different glasses. And I feel like every wine that night was delicious. Yeah, what was the promotion? It was like every time they saw an empty wine glass, they would just come over and refill yeah, it. Yeah, it was a bunch of different kinds of wines and a dessert wine during your dessert, like a port wine. Yeah. It was so good. Probably like expensive wine that I would never like buy a bottle of myself, but that's probably so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Thank you. Whine Cheers. about it. What do we decide on? Were we whining about it or are we not whining about it? <laughs> she doesn't know. Okay. Just drink your wine. Oh, yeah. Because it's cocktail o'clock. All right. So the drink I have today, 
is a standard, another classic. Maybe I'm going to make January my month of classic cocktails because I did the old fashioned last week. And this week I'm doing a drink that Julie, you and I drink a lot of. Yeah, and I almost wanted it, but I wanted to do something a little different. So thanks for sticking on brand. I did. You can't have two cocktail o'clocks. Yeah, we can't um, have two of the same drink. No. So I am drinking margarita. Olay. Olay. So everybody <laughs> knows margarita, right? It's pretty standard. I briefly looked up the history. Um, much like the old-fashioned, a lot has been written about the margarita. So what I found that's pretty consistent across the board is that the drink was created in the mid-1930s, down in Mexico, of course. Restaurant owner Carlos Herrera mixed it for a showgirl named Marjorie King. And the reason why he chose tequila was apparently because every other liquor she was allergic to. And I had never heard of this before, but a couple very reputable sites that I visit said oh. that she was allergic to liquors other than tequila. So he wanted to, to make get her you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So he wanted to make her a tequila drink, but she didn't want to just shoot tequila because she was classy. So he decided to add lime juice to it and salt. Now, the margarita I'm drinking and every margarita I've almost ever drank does not have salt on the rim. I just... Yeah, we get it no salt. <laughs> and I do not get it frozen, which, uh, you know, skipping ahead in, in time, the frozen margarita became popular in the 1950s because blenders started coming uh, more and more popular in bars. So I would blend them and make them frozen. But again, I, you won't see me drinking a frozen margarita. But do you order margaritas like on the rocks? Right? You can do like, right? Yeah, on the rocks. Um, I actually, because I don't know why I didn't put ice in here. I probably should have. Normally no, I do. No, I don't know. Do, do you have to? Like, I was just thinking back like, oh, what are the ways I've had it going yeah, no, out? No, you're right. It's it's usually frozen around the rocks. I'm drinking it. Well, okay. But here's you put ice in, in your shaker thingy. Oh, you're getting ahead. You're getting oh, ahead of the I'm game. sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> so I want to think about the history though. So, well, he put lime juice in the tequila and salt. Now, the third ingredient in a margarita nowadays, and I think, you know, this recipe has been around, I don't know, at least 50 years, is to add some sort of either triple sec or cointreau. It's an orange liqueur to it. So that's what a typical margarita is. And that's that's basically what I have here. So what I did with mine is I put in a shaker glass, one and a half ounces of tequila. I used Patron, I think was the Resposado, not the Blanco. So that's just the kind I have. And that's kind of like half ounce triple sec. One ounce lime juice. Now, you could use regular lime juice, freshly squeezed. I've done that before. But Julie prefers roses, sweetened lime juice. Mm -hmm. so. It makes a difference. <laughs> it does. It does. So that's the, the lime juice I had on hand, and that's the lime juice I use today. So it makes it a little bit sweeter. A little less bitter. Sour. Yeah, right? sour. Like So I. those are the three ingredients. You throw some ice in a shaker glass, mix it up. And then I strained it into a margarita coupe glass. So, yeah, normally I would put it on ro on the rocks. I don't know why I did that today. Maybe I was just so nervous being in awe of your beauty <laughs> next to me while I was mixing it. Nervous I was going to mess this all up for you. So that's what I have for you today. That's what I'm drinking. It's good. I'll be honest with you. This is the best margarita that I've made. I've used different ingredients and recipes, but it's good. But it's still not like great Mexican restaurant quality. Like we go to a good Mexican restaurant mm -hmm, in our area. I yeah. mean, it's so delicious. They're so good. So we'll have to ask them what they do. Yeah. Maybe they've got sat like, up at the bar there and like watch them. Maybe they have like limes from Mexico or something. I don't know. So that being said, 
It's a good drink. I like it. Hopefully you'd like it. I'm going to give it 3.75 stars. I can't give it four and three doesn't seem even three and a half seems too low. So I got to put it right in the middle there. So 3.75. It's acceptable. All right. So that's it for cocktail o'clock slash wine about it. Wine about it. And Julie Should has. Let's wine about it. Okay. We finally decided <sighs> we're 25 minutes in. Let's <laughs> wine about it. Yeah, whine about it. Let's whine about it. What do you think? Okay, let's just move on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next tip slash activity you've got on hand you want to talk about, Julie? Oh, yeah. Well, the other thing that we've done with our girls in the past is there are some free or super cheap classes you can take through Michael's, the craft store, with your kids. They usually are like a Saturday event. Once a month, I think they usually do like a a totally free event. Like in the past, I've done one where it was around Halloween time and it was like free slime they did. And then some of the craft things that they do with the kids, it's like $2 a kid and it pays for like all the supplies and all the things. Now, if your kids are old enough, you're allowed to like sign them out there and you like drop them off. You just have to stay at Michael's and you can like shop essentially at Michael's while the kids do a craft. But like our kids are still too little where we can't just like hand them over to random 18, 19 year old kid who's running a craft class. But right now for the current age of our our children, like it's helpful to have an adult who's like helping them with the different crafts. But you can look on the Michaels website. They have like you can look under crafts or events and you can sign your kids up ahead of time. I think you can pay ahead of time, too, if it's one of the two dollar events. So we've done the Michaels ones. They've done some really cute things. We made like decorated a little Christmas tree thing where they like glued stuff onto there. And two years ago, they did like a summer camp thing where it was four days a week where you went all four days, but it was during the summertime, which was kind of nice to kind of break up the monotony of summer. And they did like a different theme each week. And it was all Disney characters. So like I made sure I signed my kids up like Nemo and Dory. So I made sure we did the whole week of those events because it was some a different Dory and Nemo craft each of those days. So you kind of just have to look on their website at their events and you can see what they might be offering. I know that they do ones online now. My one girlfriend came over with her kids and we just got the supplies ahead of time. And then they had a Zoom where the kids did like a craft where they decorated a picture frame. And so they could do the decorating along with the teacher on the Zoom class. So you just signed up and they sent an email with the link to the Zoom class. So they still are offering things like that during the pandemic. A lot of them are free. You just have to like pick up the supplies or maybe you already have the supplies at home. But you can also look into that to do with your kids if you just need something random to do during the week or on a weekend, depending on when they offer the classes. But in our area, there's also a store called Lakeshore Learning. And I know they are a national brand, but I'm not sure how widespread they are. But we have one close to our house. They do, I think it's Saturday, every Saturday, they do a free craft and it's a free kids craft. And during the month of March, they do a different book theme for each week. And so you can also look up, they have like free craft events on their website. So you can also look up ahead of time if that's something you'd want to stop by and do. Because I would look ahead of time, I'd be like, oh, do you think the girls would be into doing that craft or not? And then you can take the time to go in. You don't have to sign up. You just kind of show up. What I like about Lakeshore is they have all their kind of toys 
set up there so the kids can like play and interact with the toys while they're waiting to for their turn at the craft table. Now, for those who don't know, Lakeshore Learning is like a teacher's supply shop, essentially, right? But anybody yeah, can teacher, go in? Yeah, they have lots of teacher products, but really it's also like kid educational games. They have a bunch of art supplies, but yes, they also have things for decorating your classroom, like the little cute borders and stickers and posters that teachers can put on their walls. They have books and they have all different subject areas. And they also have a bunch of different little toys too and puzzles. So really it's good for kids of all ages. Like if you're looking for unique games or learning games too, they just have a lot of neat stuff. Like our girls asked, they got two gifts this year from Lakeshore Learning for Christmas. One was like a doll that like a head and it's makeup and hair because she really wanted to do hair stuff. And then our other little girl got a mermaid play set and that was from Lakeshore Learning. So they have like fun toys too for kids, not like Barbie or like name brand toys, but like their brand. And maybe Melissa and Doug too, which is like a big corporate brand. So I have a question. I, I really enjoy drinking alcohol. Is there like an <laughs> event that you know of where I can sit at a bar and drink and then my kids can like do a craft or something next to me so I can just get drunk while the kids are anything like that exists? No. Well, if you go to, well, if you go to like an art fair in the summer, oh, we've yeah. done that. We've done that in the past and you can get sometimes a drink there. It depends. Like I think they what offer beer. What's that thing in downtown uh, Royal Oak? What was that called? Pig and Whiskey Fest. Yeah, but they had like a bunch of, they had live music and that has like a bunch of food trucks. But I don't know, do they have like kids activities? They might have. Like when we've gone, we went without the kids to the Pig and Whiskey Festival. But usually you could probably check out in your area, like, but that didn't involve alcohol. We did a PBS kids event in our area. Like they had a little food truck and we got ice cream from that. It was, remember it was a Barney and Friends thing? I do. I could have used alcohol that day, but. <laughs> yes. But no, they didn't offer anything like that, but it was cute. They had a bunch of like interactive things you could do with the kids. I think they got like a Clifford tattoo and it was like a little show Barney sang. These obviously aren't free, but you know, our kids have been talking lately about going to a carnival and fairs and that's something we haven't done yet. Mm -mm. Like we were just going to do that like this summer, but like Corona yeah. came and like none of that stuff was happening. Fucking Corona. I don't know, like anything alcoholic where... I, Some restaurants offer different things like that, like the place up north. I was kind of saying that as a joke. I, I, I didn't oh, actually expect you well, to. I thought you really wanted me to come up I mean, with something, and I will come up with something. Bravo for you for <laughs> think putting in the effort. <laughs> I do think like art fairs, though, like really it's free to go to like an art fair. Like in you can always look up when you're wherever you live. Like a lot of times there's different art fairs, different festivals, and usually an art fair, at least in our area, it's free to attend. And they do have like all kinds of crafts th that the kids can do, I remember. And sometimes maybe you just pay a dollar or something to do certain crafts, right. but it's really like the kids love it. And you don't necessarily have to buy anything from any booths, but you can, your kids can look at stuff. They usually have like a live band and entertainment. And so the kids can like dance around. There's ice cream, there's food, you know, typical like fair food stuff. But that's a great one. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, our local art fair, we've gone to it a few times with the kids and they had an absolute blast. They had bounce houses as well. I think they had like clowns and stuff like entertainers that way. Yeah, that's another great one when the weather warms up, at least over here, going to some sort of art fair. Mm -hmm. So just like being aware of different events like that. And I really wanted to, um, this was pre-pandemic 
in our area, they have in the summertime movies, but it's a little bit later. So our kids were still a little too young. They couldn't stay up late past dark in the summertime because it, you know, the sun doesn't set for a long time, but they do free movies like in the park. And then they have like bounce houses and food and clown that makes balloon animals and all kinds of stuff. And then you bring like a blanket and stuff and you can sit and watch movies. Your area might have some offerings like that. So I just thought of one. I mean, I know we're in the middle of winter right now, but another great thing that our mall has this and, you know, there's these popping up all over the place and it's called, you know, splash pads. Mm -hmm. You know, the one at the mall is free and it's, if you don't know, it's basically a bunch of holes in the ground that squirt up water. And that's a very generic way of describing it. But some of them are very elaborate and they have water buckets, water spouts, exactly buckets. And and they have, and a lot of these are cheap, right? And I think we go up North to visit my parents in the summertime and they're building in their little town up there, a splash pad that should be ready this summer. The place where we currently live, like that's in their plans to build a splash pad area. The place where we used to live, if you know somebody who lives in that area and you go with them, then it's free to go. But if you were an outside visitor, sometimes like you would have to pay if you're somebody who doesn't live in that city, township, whatever it is, then you might have to pay a fee. But if you're somebody who lives there and you already are paying taxes and you show like your license when you go, then that's just included and you don't have to pay. So you can check your area. Or metro parks in your area, if you have a metro park, like those, and you're paying for the day pass, some of those have splash pads. And playgrounds, fun. Playgrounds are free. Yeah. (laughs) Always find, like, easy playgrounds to take your kids to. If there's one thing I've learned about being a parent is that they get as much joy out of a $100 Barbie dream house as they do out of a cardboard box that comes in the mail. I mean, it doesn't always have to be a $100 afternoon on a Saturday with your kids, so. Some of these ideas are really good and refreshing and they might be brand new to your kids and they will love it as much as, you know, sometimes going to a water park or something. And if you live in a place that has snow, because you were talking about now that we're in cooler weather, there's sledding hills so you can bring your sled and those are free to go down like the sledding hill. And nature centers are free to take your kids to. They have little animals that they can take a look at lots of times in different nature centers. In the outdoor areas where you walk, sometimes there's playground spaces there for your kids, or you can go. Some programming you do have to pay for, depending on if you're attending like a big event that they're having, you might have to pay a few dollars. Like if you're going to go when they're doing special projects or crafts, sometimes that's you have to pay money to attend those kinds of things, but usually it's very reasonable. But if you just want to pop in there on a Saturday afternoon, with your kids, that's free, like just to check out the animals and the wildlife. And even they usually have like interactive things to do with your kids in the nature centers there too. And if you just need a, just a different place for your kids to climb and scream, then even going to like your local Burger King or McDonald's that has like some of them still have play spaces where they have like the climbing tubes and all the things for your kids to do. Not every single location offers those a play space but some do so and the kids love those and that one you'll probably want to wait until we reach herd immunity just a suggestion (laughs) yeah but that's just one that we did before you know covid and then hopefully you know maybe this summer or into next year we can take our kids to those german festive places our kids have been really healthy though (laughs) they have (laughs) a lot less germs 
if you take them to a Burger King or McDonald's play place, count on them getting a virus of some sort. Yeah, something. But hopefully not coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you're right, though. This year, since March, knock on wood, our kids have not had any... Like a fever. A fever, <laughs> runny nose. Throwing up. Throwing up, yeah. Flu, nothing. So And our kids were pretty much, like in the winter months, oh, we were gosh. sick like a lot, often. Like our poor older child yeah. was sick like every A lot of days month. off of school. Yeah. Okay. Well, my all-time favorite place that you should spend as a family and with your children especially is a library. The library offers tons of free resources, tons of free books. Obviously, every library will offer different programming and different free things to go. But I just remember when my husband and I were looking at the current house that we're living in. And we drove like a mile past our house and it had this big, beautiful library by it. And I was like, oh, I just have to, the, I just can imagine. Like, <laughs> I'm such a book nerd. I was just like, that is so amazing that our kids would have this library. Because growing up, I did spend a lot of time at the library. Like my mom would always take me. I always did summer reading club and always did those activities. And it was just like a fond memory I have. And I even volunteered and worked at the library growing up. And so I just have an affinity for the Nerd? library. Oh. <laughs> yes, <I'm, laughs> for sure. I love books. Joking. No, no. But either way, like they just have lots of free books, lots of free things that you can take, but also just free events, like free story times that you can take your kids to, which now they have virtual story time. So you can still sign your kids up if your library is offering that. So they can at least virtually Zoom and get like stories from different people with at least our library offers. Like if you sign up your kids for story time, they also do like our preschool ones do a craft with it and they are sending home like your month's worth of crafts. So each time you can log in, they do like the stories and the songs and the different things. And they also will do a craft during that hour or not hour, 20 minutes. I mean, that's about how long you can keep a kid. <laughs> yeah, occupied. 20 minutes, you know, for three and five year olds. But look at your library. They might be offering free classes or free activities or free Zooms that they can log on to. Even teenagers, like there's teen programming, teen crafting, like our library has teen trivia or adults, like adult free things to do like that kind of stuff. But as a family, you can still, at least at our library, you can still check out books. You can still check out video games. We have board games that you can check out from our library. I sign up our kids. I always make sure I sign them up for like the crafts and things because it's free. I mean, you're paying for it in your tax dollars, so we might as well utilize it. Great point. Utilize it. And, and our kids are always so excited and I, it just makes me happy that like when I bring home a big pile of books from the library, they're just so excited about it. They love it. And I will just say, I cannot agree with you more about the library. If I had never met you, I probably still would not know how powerful of a resource our library is. There's a book series, the Jack Reacher series. It's like a thriller, I guess, type mm -hmm. of series that comes out, a new book every year. A new book in that series was just released in October. And I'm going to be getting it very soon. I mean, they have new books. And if they don't have a book that you want, at least our library, and, and I think a lot of libraries will go out of their way to get the book for you if you let them know that you desire it. Yeah, like libraries, uh, some libraries are in a co-op. So like if our library doesn't have it, but the library three towns over does, you can borrow it from that library. But I don't know if that's just like a Michigan thing, but it might just be, you know, it's dependent on your area. But you can also just talk to the librarian like you've done that for books. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, say that you need to go and check it out. 
if you aren't very familiar with your library, just to start looking into it and research it, especially if you, you know, those of you that have kids, they have things there that I just was blown away that they have. They have Wi-Fi hotspots. If you want one, you can get one. I got a Blue Yeti Pro microphone to try out, you know, for this podcast. You know, very expensive microphone, but you just ask them and yeah, we've got we've got a couple here. Come by today and pick it up. The amount of things that they have is just astounding. And if you want to try something out on a trial basis and you don't want to pay for it, maybe you just want to just see if it works, check your library. You'd be surprised. They may have it. Oh, yeah. Just tons of interesting programming, like, and to get your kids interested and invested, they always have summer reading club with incentives. They get like free fun things for participating in summer reading club. There's just always so many neat things at the library. It's like the hidden jewel in any community, like your library. And I feel like we got to use them because they just have so much amazing stuff in there. And always ask your librarian if, if you want a book, usually they have some sort of money set aside for like, if there's a demand for it, or if they think there's a need, they can order it for you and get it for you. So that's my two cents about <laughs> the library. But really, it's in during non-corona times, too, they have toys that the kids can play with and puppets and train set. Our library has like a train set and a dollhouse and imaginative play things and Legos. Yeah, when, before our kids were in school full time, you would take them for an afternoon at the library and they would have a blast. There's just so much to do there. In our library, too, if you have like really small kids and you have to keep eyes on them the whole time when you're at the library, our library has like you can put books on hold. So a lot of times before I would go to the library, I'd put like books that I wanted on hold and they put it on a special shelf. And then I can check out those books as I go and leave. That way, like I could make sure my kid wasn't like running away from me and like escaping the library. Because you, when you have small, small children at the library, you kind of have to keep your eyes on them the whole time. Versus like now, it wouldn't be so bad. But when they were of a certain age, it was hard to like peruse the shelves while the kid was playing before they might take off and go in a different direction, depending on how your library is laid out. Yeah, a kid could be licking a book. You don't want that. Yeah. Another resource that you can use is if you have Facebook, they have an events tab and you can always look up free events in the area. And one time I found out of a free event and it was through like a dance studio that I signed up my kids to go to. And they were just having like a story time hour and they did a craft and read a story and did some little dancing and it was completely free. But I'm sure the studio did it so like you would eventually sign up and take classes, but they don't know the intention of you or whatever. But either way, there are sometimes you can just find free fun family events through Facebook events and even lots of science museums and art museums, like things like that. They will have free classes like free Saturdays or free first Sunday of the month if you come with your kids. And it might be like an odd time, but if you are watching your wallet and wanting something free to do, with your kids, like just look up when they have some of those free times. Hopefully it was informative, but I'm also interested because of your listeners. Like, do they have anything that they do with their kids that we didn't even touch on or think of? I'm always interested in learning about different, really cheap or free things that you can do with your kids. That's a great idea. So before you go on Facebook, looking for events, Type in Dad's Off Duty on Facebook and follow us and like us if you haven't. 
And then drop us a note and let us know if there is something we missed. Yeah. We would love to hear your your feedback. Your on feedback, that. exactly. Because I've also heard about great events just through word of mouth and friends too. So what better way than through word of mouth on your podcast? All your wonderful listeners out there. <laughs> oh, you're sucking up. I like it. <laughs> well, maybe you'll have me back. <laughs> I think so. So in the meantime, I just talked to Seth today. He's recovering. He's on the mend, but when he gets back, we'll resume. But until then, I'm having a blast with my guest hosts. Thank you, Julie, for joining us today. I think you gave a number of great tips. I think our listeners are going to love them, and we'd love your feedback on what you thought today. Yeah, reach out. Let us know. So. Do you normally do a joke at the end, too? Or is it only at the beginning? She doesn't listen to the podcast, apparently. <laughs> sometimes we do, sometimes we I don't. Know. Well, that, I know. It's not know. consistent. Okay, that's why I'm asking. Okay, you're putting me on the spot. Let me think of a joke. You put me on the spot, so it's only fair. <laughs> I yeah, didn't know I was going to have to tell a joke. You told the joke that we hear like every day from our kid. I mean, well, you can do okay, the same I'll, thing. Nobody okay. knows. I may <laughs> have already. Not, they don't live in our house. <laughs> I think I've already said this one, but maybe I haven't. Why did the banana go to the doctor's office? Hi. He wasn't peeling well. Waka waka. <laughs> and with that, please follow us on Instagram at Dads Off Duty Pod, Dads Off Duty on Facebook. Two Dads Off Duty at gmail.com is the email. Seth, the number four nerds. Seth Four Nerds on Twitter. I think that's it. Julie, you've been a delight. You didn't have to dress up. I'm you curled your hair and everything. This is not a video podcast. Oh, I you didn't look know. you look astounding meanwhile i'm in my winnie the pooh pajamas <laughs> well i wasn't gonna say it hey julie would you like to sign us off i'll give you the ball if you're a dad or a mom stay off duty